Welcome listeners to the Big Red Couch and our third Gen Con 2022 report coming to you directly from Indianapolis, Indiana. If I've got that right, Craig will uh, be uh, very pleased, I'm sure, because I keep getting the states and all places places names confused because I am a heck. That, that, that is correct. It is Indianapolis, Indiana. It kind of feels like they were... I, I, I can't tell if they were phoning it in on the city name or not. It could just be the, <laughs> let's go with a really strong branding here. I actually don't know which one got named first. I'm suspecting probably the state, but who can tell? Yeah, I mean, you know I can't tell these whimsical fictional place names apart. I'm terrible at that. That's, yeah, that 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 that, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> sort of West Farthing versus the Shire, Indiana versus Illinois. It's all much for muchness, yes. Yeah, Wong Array versus Wong Inui. It's just yeah. At some point, you you need the map in the back of the book. You really do. Indeed, indeed, that is the the principle. Cartographers, novelists, get together, sort your shit out. Everyone will be much happier. Mm. So, apart from that assault on everyone's sense of reality, which you know I think we carried off pretty successfully during the last report. How was Saturday the sixth at Gen Con for Craig? It was very good indeed. Oh. It was much less packed than the Friday, and that is a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, that big old ambling time from the first game to the second game, leisurely lunch, could have easily fitted in there. Indeed. So, yeah, I only had the, the two events, a, a morning event and an afternoon. Uh, I was originally going to be playing a game of Ten Candles, but kind of... In the sort of fairly early stages of planning, returned that ticket because one became available for the um, Avatar Legends RPG, so mm. played that instead. Given that I backed the Kickstarter, I thought it would be nice to see how the drafted thing runs. But first up, a game called Wayfaring Strange, which I found basically by just running my eye down the list of RPGs and looking at everything that seemed interesting, or just mm. was asking what the hell is the... You know, what the hell is that game about, or what is that system about? Eye catches. Yeah. You know, that's how I found Nowhereville and Crossroads Carnival, and it, it worked for this one as well. Let's see. So, yeah, Wayfaring Strange is a a GM'd but diceless game. It's an RPG. There is a mechanic for sort of contested stuff using the your 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 finite supply of wooden nickels. <laughs> Yeah, the GM did actually have little wooden coins with the the game logos uh, stamped on it. But it's a nice. game very much about those sort of those sort of forgotten liminal spaces of um, of slightly weird folkloric America. Hmm. As opposed to the current craze of posting pictures of endless swimming pools and office rooms, which people are obsessed with at the moment. I mean, many of them do look pretty cool, but yeah. Mm. You know, this is sort of the the deserted truck stop at 3 a.m. kind of thing. Hmm. Or the the picture of the uh, service station in the snow, but it's been snowing consistently enough that there are no tracks anywhere. It just appears Ooh. just to be in the snow in a snow globe. That is pretty cool. Hmm. So yeah, played that. Uh, that was the morning game. It was run by the writer of it, so they knew what they were about. Hmm. And we were a bunch of people who 
were already at various levels sort of wanderers of these these kind of folkloric paths of the wandering strange you know i was i was probably the the least strange just as this trucker who had only recently started trucking and had kind of got the idea that there's some weird stuff out there but that mm-hmm. was about it whereas other people got sort of full on full on talismongers and that kind of thing cool and to the people out there looking, sort of looking for lost relatives or whatever, and we all end up in this roadside diner with no clear idea of how we got there, where the stars outside went to, and who the guy being annoyingly enigmatic and eating pie at the counter is. Hmm. Hmm. Wasn't simple Simon perchance? Um. Well, it turned out to kind of. A bit like the crossroads demon out of Supernatural. It's sort of an entity that is a crossroads and makes deals and eventually collects on that deal. Right. And here it had collected, but the diner... The diner had its own thoughts about the fact that its, it, its owner had gone away and basically just wanted new people or at least wanted the shift to end properly. It had a, a set of requirements that it wanted to uh, to fill out, so yes. Indeed. I accidentally made friends with a cryptid. Nice. Well, because we, we, we sort of note that you've got this diner surrounded by heavy woods and thought, well, we checked out everything inside the diner, and uh, I wasn't really sure what the guy being enigmatic at the counter was, but was starting to wonder of like, okay, is that the actual devil? Uh, what's going on here? But came to the thought of, well, we saw something scuttling around in the woods, so maybe it's scared of or opposed to the guy in the diner, and maybe we can do something with that. So I tried to give it a sandwich. Um, it kind of worked, and that's how the creepy, eight-foot-tall, walking on its hind legs, deer creature with the blood and viscera covered antlers decided that i was an okay person followed me around it eventually ran off around dawn but when, mm. when we solved things it was just like cool i made a friend a really <laughs> creepy friend creepy fucking friend but you know that's that's good yeah so that was a, that was a very fun game that was a that i think was yeah that was definitely one of the okay I, i'm gonna see if i can actually purchase a copy of this uh, IDPR had had run out, but it was available off the uh, uh, sort of the Ashcan edition was available for for download from the from the publisher website. So I did did that because I kind of want to hmm. read how that thing works behind the scenes. Cool. We'll make sure they don't uh, slip you any fake wooden nickels. How would they? It's always like a real nickel. It's a yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a veneer, a, a wood grain veneer nickel. Oh no, MDF nickel. Yeah, that's um. Oh, that's a, that's a bad look. Yeah, that that uh, just the idea and the, the the scenario put me in the uh, mind of the series um, Alice Isn't Dead by Joseph Fink, who was part of the writing crew for Welcome to Night Vale, which is a oh, story yeah. about somebody who becomes a truck driver to find their missing spouse, who definitely huh. isn't dead, but things get complicated. Okay. And also the, the reference to, to a diner. I've been um, watching the Netflix, adap- Netflix adaption of The Sandman, which is very good. And yes, we saw the episode which is based on 
um, the issue 24 hours. It was been reacted 7 And they handle it very well, considering it was probably the uh, most appalling part of that story. It felt very 90s comics. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that one was dark. Mm-hmm. It's still not great, but yeah, they 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 manage it a bit more um, tactfully. Yeah, no, enjoying that. So they would be interesting sorts of things. And yes, if you're going to uh, have a, co- a copy of Wafer a Strange bang around, it'd be cool to have a go at. All right, it seems like it would probably run a, uh, run fairly well online. So yeah, mm-hmm. we we should do that. I, I like that idea. Let's see. So I got to spend some time just wandering around in the the exhibit hall, aka vendor hall, aka why is my wallet lighter? Mm-hmm. Though I yeah, I really haven't purchased very much stuff this convention. I I ended up finding a booth that had various various dice, and while they did not have the purple D sixes with the gold writing and flecks and pictures of cats on them. They did have the black versions, and I might end up getting the purple ones if I can figure out how to order them online, because they looked really pretty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was... You, you, you look at these things and you think, these are for some sort of game that requires your standard polyhedral dice and involves magical cats. Like, that is... That is the game that these are dice for. Even if that game doesn't exist yet. That is the game. <laughs> yeah, if there was a... Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but you're playing Salem and his chums... That would yep. be what these dice are for. I mean, cat is a game, so um, well. That's and the cats, the cats can be magical. The cats can, can you know, believe they're magical. So, is there a diceomancy? I'm wondering. Is there a better word for dice they could use in the? Um... Mm. I don't know. Neither do I. I ain't some kind of fancy word guy. <laughs> so yes, I, I spent some time just wandering the. Just kind of wandering randomly in the, the the vendor hall and looking at stuff. So ended up chatting to some people down in the in the sort of the small booth. We are a new company, or we are a small outfit uh, section who are trying to to drum up interest in their five E compatible or five E engined science fiction game called Dark Matter, which initially got me with the wait is this of the 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 TV show no. Hmm. Apparently they had never heard of the TV show. Oh dear. They need to Google stuff immediately. A little bit. Um, yeah, and so we constantly, okay, constantly just while chatting yeah. to them and looking over, it's like, yeah, I thought it was something to do with the TV show. <laughs> we have had that a bunch. Neither of us have heard of it. <laughs> Google isn't your friend, but it will tell you stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that may have been a bit of a goof on their part not to Google the shit out of their, their game name. But, I mean, one look at the cover and you can go, this is not the game of that show. There is no way. And it kind of fit within the wheelhouse, but I suspect that was just accidental. So who knows? Maybe they'll be watching, um, yeah, they'll they'll sort of at some point watch that show and think, oh, hey, okay, how can we do a supplement or something? But probably not. And so the second game of the day was the Avatar Legends RPG. Um, which, well, I kickstarted, so I have all the PDFs. The hmm. books, as I understand it, are still in sort of printing and fulfillment because it was massively more popular than they were expecting, and so they needed to find a printer who could cope with that. And 
paper shortages and other supply yeah. chain issues. Yeah. Yeah. Paper box shortages, glue, sh- yeah, supply chains. And so that was a blast. It's, it's, it's using, using the apocalypse engine or, I mean, there are a lot of variants. I am starting to wonder how much the apocalypse engine tag really is helpful anymore because there are so many things that have done so many different, so many different games have done some done so many different things to that uh, yeah that system. The, the, I'm wondering if the, mm, the commonalities aren't as important as the differences. I mean, yeah, yeah. You might, we're effectively talking about yes, this has there's an apocalypse apocalypse engine carburetor on it, and we're not sure about everything else. Yeah. You know, you're rolling 2d6, and you've got playbooks, and and there are moves, and you circle stuff on the character sheet, kind of. Mm, it's it's not that di- divergent mechanically. It might be a little about some of the narrative stuff. It might be a little bit more divergent. But, yeah, it's, um, and, yeah, there's, there's, it's tailored, certainly tailored to the world of Avatar quite, quite a lot. Yeah. And I, I saw your character sheet online, and you got to play an idealist, the, um, venerable what did you choose the name i chose the name because right. they, i mean these yeah i mean i was vaguely inspired by one of the other players going eh, i'll call him a lee there's a million lees in the fire nation <laughs> because we were playing in the 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 hundred years war era in the fire nation the scenario being a theater troupe who have produced a wildly funny farce that has angered the Fire Lord. And yeah, the goal is to get them out of the city before they are arrested and executed. And fired. (laughs) Arrested and, as as it were, fired, yes. Um, So yes, we've got sort of the... the, These are very young idealists, and so I decided that that, my character had... You know, had had to to sort of take on an assumed name, and being a bit of a sucker, had gone with Wang Fire. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, when I did, yeah, I was sort of wondering, am I taking it too far with this one? Got a bunch of laughter around the table, and the GM refused to refu- refer to the character as anybody other than Wang Fire the entire time. So I'm figuring that one hit. Well, it's a it's a it's a cut for the uh, the fans of the show, and it's also a dick joke. So. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it works on multiple levels. Indeed. And also, I like the idea that in 100 years, yeah, 50 or 100 years' time, <laughs> Sokka is going around there inadvertently name-dropping some folk hero of uh, Fire Nation history and having no idea. Hmm. And also, while making a dad joke while pretending mm. to be a dad. Yeah. Works. Yes. Wang Fire and his wife, Sapphire Fire. <laughs> I couldn't remember the other name he uh, uses. It was something about Papskadapodopolis uh, or something, but I, yeah, I couldn't it's, it's remember it. So, yeah, that that one was that one was also a lot of fun. It, I'm not sure whether it was just the, that particular scenario or, or the group or what, but it was definitely the sort of scenario where we did a lot of planning. Ah, right. Kind of, here's, you know, I think on a couple of occasions, the GM was kind of doing the, okay, let's steer people away from Shadowrun-esque um, analysis paralysis here. Mm-hmm. But we kind of had our, our main plan of our, we just smuggle them out in barrels. And we've got our backup plan of, they were in a theater, 
we've nicked a bunch of costumes, um, which is being lugged along by weighing fire in a basket. You know, we, we managed to get a copy of the arrest decree to convince the actors who love the spotlight that in this particular occasion, discretion is the better part of valor. <laughs> yeah, it all worked re- it, it all worked pretty well. We basically had a bunch of plans. We did some diverting. We just ambled along. We did get into one fight, but no actual firebending got used, despite there being three firebenders and a waterbender in the party. The only bending Ooh. that happened was waterbending. Yeah, interesting. Oh, just because the, 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 you know, the specific circumstance was, well, there's these two guys, they want to check the cart, we don't want that to happen, we have them in an ambush situation because we figured it might happen. Consequently, it's just when, when the fight happens, actually, we can just punch them. Like, we, we don't actually need to do flashy firebending here, and it's probably better if we don't... It is flashy, and we've still done all that martial arts training that ends up in vigorously poking our limbs forward. Indeed, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, sort of a, my, 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 my precise fire-bending punch. It's like, well, if I just take a step closer before I throw the punch, it's basically just a punch. <laughs> it's just, it's just darker. A, yeah, it's just a hot fist in the face. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, they'll still get injured, it just won't be as flashy or burny um, as it was. You kind of ended up feeling sorry for them because it was just, hey, we want to search this cart. Dog pile. <laughs> um, just people coming from every direction simultaneously. And, um, mm. yeah, there's basically just this tangled mess of, of guards sort of thing. That, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were slightly overprepared for this confrontation, but we're, we're sorry we, we unleashed all of that whoop ass at once. Yeah. yeah, also, we're sorry we shut you in some barrels and locked you in a basement. Hope that works out for you. Uh, did you get to see um, the balance mechanic in action, like I inquired? That is for each character has a balance between two opposing mm. bits. A little. I think one person yeah. had a thing move one space. Didn't really get to see the yeah. consequences of the balance mechanic. Yeah, it's oh, interesting. I just sort of, I'm intrigued by it because it makes it makes a huge amount of sense as much as the characters. But you can be, you can re, you can sort of recenter yourself during rest or you know, sort of intensive meditation or something. But also, if you're not at your center at the end of a session, uh, you have to have done something else to get an advancement pip. So I was wondering, you know, if there should be more incentive to engage with that one, because otherwise the gems just can't say, ha ha, I moved, I moved this pebble and now you um, don't get your experience points, which seems weird, especially the sort of game that it is. Well, that's cool. Okay. Mm. I'm glad you had fun. It was good. It was two, two very good games, very enjoyable games, and a, um, a bit of a chance to see the, the, the bits of Gen Con that, in in more crowded times, are even more difficult to see. Like the the, mm. the vendor exhibit hall, when it's a a, a fully functional battle ready Gen Con, um, sort of bursting at the seams. It's just a just a seething mass of consumers. Oh yeah, there is people in every direction, and there were still bits where there were people in every direction, but you could kind of. It was a little bit easier to move through the crowds. Mm. I did try to play a game demo, but mm-hmm. my timing wasn't great. They only had the one table 
sort of one mm. demo table going, and my timing wasn't great for kind of looping back at the time when they were doing a new demo. Right. I mean, the only reason it attracted my attention is because the table had this, like, foot-high cartoony tentacle on it, which when I get up, got up closer turned out to be a plushy tentacle with little plushy suckers for a game called Tentacle Town. Turns out not anywhere near as anime or hentai as that sounds. Okay. I'm not disappointed. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating <laughs> the facts here. Very little to do with Doc, with Doc Octopus, <laughs> but I did... Yeah, I, I did eventually, and the, the plushy tentacles, it turns out, could be put on your hands, so there was at one point somebody kind of waving them around and trying to do a little dance with tentacles on her hands, and that was very funny. But um, I did not get to play the game. I did look it up later and sort of realize, oh, okay, that's not really, it wasn't really my style, of, a style of game that I was going to be particularly enjoying, or indeed wasn't going to really, really suck at, but these sort of... This, this game board with a town and, and stuff happening in the town, just these tentacles out in the ocean looked, looked very cool. So, you know, there it was. I tried. I, I, I tried to tried to do a demo in the dealer hall. Hasn't Still hasn't happened yet in nearly 10 years. Ah, well. Yeah. And as you were saying, generally, the um, being the last official evening of the con, people were um, stopping out and, uh, but yeah, still think the, uh, the aura was different. Yeah, yeah. In previous years, sort of in the before times, you know, you'd have a, a lot of the restaurants would be open quite late. Um, the Their kitchens would close very late in the piece, like sort of midnight-ish or something, maybe later. And there would be sort of quite a bit of stuff happening, um, mm-hmm. even very, very late in the evening. Much less so this time around. I, I went with a couple of friends um, to... Yeah, so that one of them could get sort of a very late dinner and it was tricky to find somewhere that was open we sort of got to one place and it was basically a okay if you're ordering food you have eight minutes kind <laughs> of kind of deal um yeah how to make how to make yourself popular with the kitchen put in an order eight minutes before they close because kitchens love that shit hmm. and yeah overall and and yeah some uh, this is this isn't just me other completely um Completely anonymous people uh, who I'm 100% not making up have also been saying this. <laughs> the vibe was just a little bit subdued and just a little bit quieter for, for for the whole con, but particularly in the evenings. I can remember from 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 previous cons kind of wandering through the gaming halls at midnight or one in the morning, and there would still be a fair bit happening. There would still be sort of clusters of people playing games. You know, even if there weren't any sort of official games happening at these very long stretches of, of table, hmm. people would just sort of be using it to play other games. There are um, a certain number of the companies who will simply have games just kind of sitting out there. And it's just, if if you want to play one of these during the, the wee hours of the morning, go for it. Just put everything back in the box when you're done. Kind of honor system vibe. Hmm. And there was still there was still some of that. There just wasn't as much of that this simply isn't the gamer mess to have all of the um the the filthy stop outs and uh, night owls roaming around at that time even even the the enormous expanse of are you a werewolf players seemed a little bit more sparse like they were still being putting together multiple games 
but I can remember in, in, in other times where it's kind of a, just every bay of chairs was full plus people kind of milling around. This was kind of, yeah, they, they, they sort of had somebody there sort of standing up, holding up sort of 10 fingers for sort of, okay, this is how many people we, we've got spaces for who's in kind of, kind of Mm. deal. I think, I think they had some sort of central headquarters and that this was how they were communicating how many spaces they had. But like some sort of weird auction be, hall. Mm. A little bit, yeah. Sort of like a yeah, mm. yeah, very, very weird um, version of a stock exchange, except what mm. they're, they're they're trading as players. But mm. you know, they they still seem to be going, and there were still people like around. There's a, a bunch of teenagers playing some sort of game underneath one of the escalators, just because it's a nice space where if you're a little bit shorter, nobody's gonna um, you know, nobody's gonna walk over you by accident. So yeah, even mm. at like a bit after midnight, there were still bags of people around going places. There were just less of them, mm. which is to be expected. Yeah, sign of the times, and it's probably one of those things that kind of feeds off. Well, if there's less things open, then there's going to be less reason for people to be out and sort of. And it feeds back on itself. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Right. So. What have you planned for Sunday, the 7th, the last day of Gen Con? The last day. I will be stealing stories for the devil. Okay. The The game is called Stealing Stories for the Devil. Mm-hmm. I spotted it on the... Um, on the events catalogue. Uh, the, the specific session or the... the yeah, the scenario, whatever, is Master Thieves from the Future save reality it's from monty cook and yeah it it's it's a very monty cook games high concept kind of thing with people from the future who are able to convincingly lie to reality taking part in a heist and one of the reasons why i want to play it is the the game rules talk about this this mechanic where you're kind of making up the heist as you go along so I'd hmm. like to see how they do that, because it would be cool. So I have that at, at midday today, which gives me a few hours to kind of wander around the convention, sort of soak up the vibe, uh, bump into various people, and, and, and wish them good luck on their travels, because, you know, it's the last day, and a lot of people kind of head off head off immediately after the con, or hmm. sometimes the morning of... Yeah, like to the, make flights and start, the, yeah. start their, their drives. And something that seems to have happened to a bunch of people is flights getting flights getting sort of cancelled or flight times changing and then suddenly find themselves, oh, okay, so we're leaving at 10 a.m. today, not the 4 p.m. we were planning, which mm. um, makes me very glad that I, I'm doing the, yeah, I'm not checking out on the last day of the con and then storing stuff. It's like, no. With the distance mm. I've travelled, there's no real need to. Uh, yeah. I don't gain anything by rushing home, so why bother? Mm. And so, yeah, I get to avoid that. Because, yes, a lot of the hotels will just, for, for something like Gen Con, just have a room that they have set aside for, for checked baggage because their facility will not be big enough for all of the gamer swag. Hmm. So yeah, that is. It's it's always the kind of the the, the slightly sad day of the convention because mm. 
you look forward yeah. to the thing all year and then it just goes in no time at all because you're just doing stuff all the time. Hmm. So it's always a little bit sad for it to be the end. But on the other hand, it's been a pretty good con. I think I ran into one person at the con who was being kind of an asshole and he was just a dick anyway. So whatever. Generic chode. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a really you are yeah, you are just that guy. You are you are the asshole who thinks it's funny to offer to press extra buttons for somebody in an elevator when they're clearly in a hurry so that it takes longer to get there. You are that guy. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're kind of a dick. And then he, he he found something to to try to give me a hard time for and said, Yeah, you're a tool. Yes, sir. And that was the only one. Um <laughs> Which is pretty good for a convention of tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And I think we established a particular, like, eerie connection with all of the, like, the events and games. So that's mildly disappointing. But maybe just a lingering hint of sadness was is a the, little uh, bit. Yeah, just a just a, a, a light touch of melancholy because of the mm. being the dawn of the the last day of Gen Con, twenty twenty two. Wow. Heading, heading, heading for sunset. Um, yeah, the, the, the sunset of Gen Con. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's kind of nice, but also, also can be a little bit sad when you sort of see. Okay, all of the stuff that got built is is being taken down around you as you're leaving. Because mm-hmm. as soon as the vendor hall closes, that's it. They start dismantling the booths, and at oh, yeah. four, I think four o'clock is when the con officially closes, and that's when. Okay, they start stacking the chairs and folding the tables and this kind of thing. I mean, it. They've got to be ready for podiatrist con or whatever the fuck the um, the centre's doing next. So yeah, there's 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 turnover. There's stuff they've got to they've got to get um, air the rooms out and clear the funk and yeah, get it all ready for the next thing. So mm. leaf blowers hose up yeah hose up all of the card gamer detritus sweep mm. up the spilled dice yeah. The majestic cycle of life, the uh, of the seasons turns on. Okay, I mean, I'm just loving the loving the idea of the Attenborough um, narration and so. <laughs> yes. And as the herd moves on, the scavengers, um, you know, the scavengers come in, cleaning up what was left behind, preparing for a new day. Indeed, indeed, it's very much the um, dawn and the Serengeti kind of <laughs> vibe. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a terrible, terrible video series in this. Possibly with that um, soundtrack bit from the uh, Lion King. Yeah, I have to. I'll, I'll have to see if there's a corridor with just the right angle in it that you could get sort of a um, an accelerated time shot of like sunrise down a corridor at Gen Con and the, um, the 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 Lion King sunrise sound effect. There might be a way. It might, it, it might not line up, but yeah. I don't know if we can clear that with legal. We'll have to see if there's a uh, a mock version. Ah, our legal department, aka Mr. Google. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yeah. It's parody. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So that that is that is going to be my my last slightly sad but kind of happy day of Gen And we'll catch up with you for a bit of a recap. And yeah, this will be your uh, as we said the first time. It's a little bit spur of the moment, but. What the hell, we are vaguely synced up, and our recording software now works on phones, so much more portable. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't expect it to actually work on a phone. I, I, 
I, I kind of expected great. to get halfway through and then this little um, gift to come up saying, yeah, are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> it's just a little figure that kind of walks out, points at you and laughs and then wanders away again. Yes, yes. All right. So catch you, um, catch you tomorrow. Well, my morning, your whenever the hell it is, listener. And um, as mm-hmm. always, thank you for listening. Indeed. Take care, everybody. And we'll see you for report number four later on. Bye. Bye now. Want to hear more of our shenanigans? Then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch. The Big Red Couch is released under Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported from creativecommons.org. All music on the show comes from the album Universal Fluff Theory by Krakatoa. Visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page. See you next time!